0: Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, the DeSanto, joined, as always, by the jet to my spike. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I am feeling uh, stoic and moderately irritated. And our very own Faye Valentine. That's right. It's Eric Ronebeck. Eric! Oh, man. Now I gotta... I don't even know what this is. Sure made him Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. I thought about making him oh, mine, but I thought, that, is... I thought that was even weirder. Yeah, but I thought that's uh, even better. Be he play... likes I'll be fine. No, he could be, he could be the, he could be the, the, um, he could be hashtag uh, flip dogs. Ed. He could be, uh, Ed or whatever. Okay. All right. We got to <laughs> talk about it. We got to talk about, we, we could sleep through the first half of this podcast, the same way the Seahawks slept through the first half of their game. Got him. Uh, I need to, I need to put that. I need to put that on the old, the old board here. Yeah. Uh, did you, shot. uh, did you like when, uh, um,
1: you watched the condensed game and you looked up, you're like, Oh, we're halfway through the second quarter
0: and nothing's oh happening. Oh my God. It was. It was so fast. It was like it was like, um, yeah. This this game was like it seemed like it took forever because when you're watching it in real time, because it was so boring. And like the most exciting things that happened in the game were like Germany sings John Denver. Like that that was like the highlight of the game for most people. And I think that about sums it up because this is basically a national game, right? Everyone watches it on NFL Network, or or if you're like us, you get a really weird NFL Network broadcast on CBS. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> It's so, very strange. very strange, but uh, yeah, they, they come in and they did the, they, yeah, they just, it was okay. It was fine. Okay. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the Germany thing in general. Okay. So we play at 6 30 AM our time. That's a bad body clock. When, when you saw when Eric, when you saw those shots of Geno Smith on the sideline early in the game,
2: yes, yes, yes. I know what what
0: is, how, how is he looking?
2: I read all the reports of like, hey, the Seahawks are going to emulate their trip to Europe and how it worked out for them last time. And they're going to do the same travel schedule. And then a certain friend of mine named Nathan sent me Bruce Irvin being like, I'm too old and tired to celebrate when you get off the plane. This is terrible.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. every time Bru- bruce Irvin has all these tweets that are basically just like i'm old this is annoying and every time I- he sends one i'm just like oh i got this to eric he'll think it's hilarious it it I, like that,
1: I like that bruce Irvin has turned into brett's uh spirit animal bruce bruce bruce, Brett.
0: bruce Irvin is lethal weapon uh uh danny glover <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he
0: is just he is just too old for this
2: stuff yeah it's it's something when you see Gino stuff who's it, been our our stalwart Too old for this, this spit. <laughs> 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 uh, no, seeing Gino, Gino who's been has- our leader this year and he's on the sideline and I don't know, maybe we're reading into it because we lost, but it was definitely like get that man some smelling salts. Yeah, he looked he just looked asleep. He, he looked he looked like he hadn't woken up. And he did up, look stoic. Was, he did look asleep.
0: It, it was like, whoa, Gino is Gino is not not 100% like awake yet. He is not ready.
1: So I'm hearing uh, I mean,
0: his team dads were in. I'm just resting my eyes mode. Yeah, I'm something. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for a guy that completed 70% of his passes for 275 yards, 8.3 yards per attempt and two touchdowns. That is a good game. I think have yeah, a like...
1: second joke that you could do, though. I think you could say that Shane Waldron's first half play calling got lost with his luggage and it didn't show up until
0: halftime.
2: Yeah, 274 I mean, of those yards for Gino were in the in the second half though.
0: So. <laughs> uh we can I can actually have that if you want to know the first first half statistics. Let me go look. Um I only got final first. Just give me a second. I definitely One think there were adjustments made
1: for the second half. If you watch, I felt like the quick passing game, um taking the short and intermediate routes was uh much more of what they were doing
0: in order to keep the ball moving because so if they just couldn't get the run going First half, 6 for 10, 69 yards nice. long of 19. Uh super nice. So, here's the, here's the problem with the first half. Okay? Here's why here's why everything went wrong in the first half. Five penalties for 31 yards. Cool. Okay? And we mm. were diarrhea 0 for 5 on third downs. Every time it seemed like we'd get a drive going. Oh, so we're starting with the ball a little bit. Oh, penalty. Drives over, can't convert on third down, punt. The ghost like to Jamina Fetty. That's just what we were like in this game. And it, it didn't. The second half was better. Don't get me wrong. But we ended the game. I think. Well, let me see, like two for 13 on, on third down. This is it was a problem. The whole game staying on schedule was difficult in this game. We were one for nine on third down two for two on fourth down, though. So apparently we should have gone for it more. I don't know. That's what I had combined those in my <laughs> head. I, I saw
2: Gino's rushing stats and I was like, should have just run every single play through Gino.
0: Definitely
1: should have ran the play where he uh instead like threw it into Joe Tronjvanka's like face. That was, yeah, he, that was a first down. There were a couple of times where I felt like the conversion was there and he just didn't really take it. It's so weird. We we're down 14, nothing at half <clears> and <throat> we outscored them 16 to seven in the second half. So, yeah, okay.
0: The, no. So we're down 14 nothing and we had a a drive going at the uh at the end of the uh the end of the first half here, right? Like it just it seemed like I don't know, it felt like yeah, like you said that, it just fizzled
1: out. We would get to a third down, third and medium, or we get that early penalty that just put us behind and I, we gave them credit. Tampa Bay had a really good defense, and Tampa Bay's that, offense is not what beat us this week. Tampa Bay has a really good defense, and they use that really good defense to beat us over the head with a blunt object. And
0: our last four drives are all really good. Eight, eight plays for 53 yards, 10 plays for 56 yards, five for 72, and eight for 45. The problem is one of those drives, instead of ending in points, ended in fumble. Can you give us and the it, classic peak Carroll absolutely- if there was a fifth quarter? Absolutely backbreaking. I I mean, here's the thing. P. Carroll might say like you you can win you can only win the game in the fourth quarter, but we won the fourth quarter pretty pretty definitively. I feel like <laughs> and uh, still and still meant like with the two interceptions and the all that, but and we pretty definitively lost the game. So yeah, I I'm uh I'm not sure you can win. I mean, he would probably say something like, well, you know, we gave up that touchdown drive and. We, uh, the last drive of the game, we let them get them some first downs. It's like, yeah, you, you could have won without, I guess you could have potentially won without really playing for, for two and a half quarters. But that's not, it's not a great way to go about it. In my opinion, I mean, you, you just can't end the first half with, what was it, like 65 yards? It's just not a, not a great move. All right, Eric, in our weekly edition of what the dog doing? <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what can Kenneth Walker watch? Not. Mm-hmm. Uh, not an awesome game for Kenneth in this game. Was it all the field in Germany?
2: Uh, so that's
0: that's a great question. So Bruce I heard Irvin two things about it. Also very unhappy yeah. about the field. Right? Well, well, I heard
2: two initial things where Bruce Irvin said the field was trash. And then Pete Carroll said the field was trash. And everyone's saying the fields have got to change. That was an article. So I read up on, you know, how bad the field a, was. Alliance
0: lion's field. You read it right up on Alliance lion's
2: field. It looks like, uh, this sounds so like, well, we would have won if we played on... Field turf, but like it wasn't conducive to Ken Walker's game. Like you can't cut on that grass. You can't. You can't really do any counters on that grass. Um, I don't. I've never played running back outside of you know Madden and the Two K series, so I can't tell you what's true or not. But I'd like to think that the the this turf not, beat us, not Tom this, Brady. Take
0: that. This is not the first time though that we've gone into a a field like this, a situation like this, and then every guy on our sideline is changing their spikes because we have the wrong kind of spikes. That stuff you is so equipment
2: issues. Yeah, isn't that like, a trainer thing ahead of time? Ha-
0: yeah, shouldn't we know ahead of time that we need the, the grass spikes, the, the
2: real pointy ones? You know, the, like, the horse racing managers, they walk the track that the horses do all the way around just to see what the what the surface is going to be like. Do our, do our equipment guys not do that? I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: that it just feels like malpractice because that, that they're saying in the game, you know, oh, you know, the Seahawks guys are on the sidelines. They're changing their spikes. It's like they shouldn't have to change their spikes. You should already know, even during warmups, like do some warmups that, that let you know whether this field is going to be, you know, slippery or not. Yeah, it's we're playing in a really, you know, in an area where, first of all. You know, soccer players weigh like 180 pounds. This is 300-yard guys. So you know you know the field is going to get torn up. It just is. It's a fact. This is why the NFLPA is like, hey, every stadium needs to be grass. And and the NFL is like, well, hold, hold up there, buddy. Because it's really difficult to maintain grass in climates when you got, you know, 300-pound guys pushing each other around on it in cleats. That's absolutely brutal on a field. And, yeah, at some point – like they should have known in warmups though. There's no excuse to be playing the actual game in the wrong equipment. That is what the that is what warmups are for to figure that out. And so it is yeah, it is malpractice. It is a uh, it is not great that this is the situation we ended up in, but yeah, it is what it is, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm frustrated because I do feel like on some level this was a very winnable game that we coughed up. And a lot of it was on offense. You know, the offense had trouble get going, they got off schedule they couldn't convert on third downs their defense made good plays though it's not like they have playmakers on their defense you know Devin White Levante David they've got these guys that can really make plays and so it it makes it difficult for a team like the Seahawks who wants to run the ball when they put two really dynamic linebackers on the field in on every single play this team is kind of has the defense to slow us down that being said we were still in the game this is a winnable game if we don't if we don't fumble I don't know. You, you can't Supposedly. convince me that we don't we don't win the game, right? Yeah, it's not like, like we got blown off the ball or outplayed. It just shows that against other playoff quality teams, we can we can lose. And I also thought we were good at the point of attack. Like the offensive lineman in general looked pretty good to me.
1: Our interior like, struggle. But I mean, dude, they have Vita, Vea and Akeem Hicks. That is a heck of an interior to play against. Yeah. I
0: mean, how many how many pressures did we allow? Like ten, eight? Seven, I oh, don't know, it wasn't, well, it didn't feel like a lot. Uh, uh we
1: allowed uh, two, three, four, five pressures five. and
0: no sacks, yeah, five pressures. And allowed.
1: outside of Gabe Jackson, our offensive line played universally pretty well. Um, Blythe got lit up
0: for having that really bad miss on the Devin White blitz. where he Now, remember, in. I want to loop back. That doesn't mean that there were no sacks in this game, that just means none of the sacks were credited to the offensive line. They all got credited to our boy Gino, who did have some uh. He had a little bit of that rust in him.
2: <laughs> this did, game. Did. He, had of, <laughs> he had a little bit. He had a little bit.
0: He had a little bit of let's ride. Okay, let's be honest. He did a little uh, spin out. He did a. He took a couple of real bad sacks and the, those the, the rust style sacks, and it it, it it hurt. It hurt me a little bit to have to think about Let's right again. I, I I I know it's hard. It's hard not to think about him, especially when he almost accidentally says "go Hawks" during his press conference. <laughs> so beautiful. Uh, but but yeah, it's. I don't know. It's tough. It's real tough when you take like – when you take a really bad sack like that, it just kills the drive. It's so hard to come back from, you know, getting those really long situations, third and long. And, uh, yeah, it's absolutely brutal. Or if you take a sack like that on third down, you know, you kill the drive. You're not going for it on fourth down if you take a sack like that on third down, right? That's another part of it as well. Uh, Okay. Uh, I don't want to talk about the offense that much more. I mean DK is amazing. I'm going to throw that out there 6 for 71 and the fact that he's like playing it seems like at full strength even though he had that serious knee injury he had to get carted off for a couple of weeks ago is absolutely incredible to me.
2: That was another bathroom uh, break. It's just he didn't want to get in trouble. He didn't want to get fined for it. So uh, <laughs> calling it type- I mean it's it, it, he's he's looking fine. Tight end of Palooza
0: continued. We had six slot snaps for Fan, uh, three for Parkinson, one for Disley. Total of six catches for those guys for like, I don't know, 70 yards or so. Uh, actually, I think it's 50-69. <laughs> 69. Nice. It's meant to be? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Kenneth Walker did make hay in the passing game, even though he couldn't get it going on the ground. With had a the couple of seven. nice little juke moves there too that uh, free up a couple guys. extra yards here and there. Yeah, those are those are pretty nice. I I I Kenneth Walker's good. He's a good football player. I'm very excited about him his future, even on this game, you know, with the with the drop and the 12 yard, what was it, 12 yards rushing, Kevin? You, you you've got that. Uh, 17. 17. Yeah. 17. Mm-hmm. 10 17 carries yards. for 17 yards. Uh yikes. Yep. <laughs> That's uh it's not not the best. So and he he struggled too because the announcer said it on the film, but like this is like the worst team to like not get downhill against because their linebackers are so good. And he did the thing he does, which is like, be patient, wait for the, wait for the space to line up. And, uh, you can't do that against this team. It's just like the wrong team to do that against because their linebackers are dynamic and they will find you. (laughs) They will hunt you down. They're like, uh, they're like, uh, Oh my gosh. Taken. They're like Liam Neeson and Taken. Okay. They have a specific set of skills. <laughs> they have a specific set of skills. And if you just sit there and chop your feet, they will find you. They will hunt you down. Can we talk about Marquise Goodwin for a second? Sure. Legit. Or number not. three receiver. Okay. Works. You might, longtime fans of the podcast might remember how excited I was about Philip Dorsett. <laughs> this is why. This profile should work in our offense. Uh, the, the fast slot receiver with uh with skills should work in our offense. Philip Dorsett was supposed to, be that guy could not get on the field. Uh, so we got Marquis Goodwin and he's doing it. He's doing it. He's super solid. Um, nothing exciting, but it's, it's more exciting than David Moore, but that's uh, not a super high bar we're crossing there. Love you, David, if you're listening, but he's so,
1: got a plus skill and then a bunch of other like average skills. So like, you know, he's a 70 and
0: everything and like a 95 in speed. Great. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, love it. Uh, offense was, yeah, like I said, you just can't get off schedule. This offense is not good enough, uh, to, to be the offense that plays off schedule. Cause you either have to block for a really long time on a pass play, which we're not doing. Nope. <laughs> if you're going to try to get like third and 12, you got to block for a while. And that is, that is hard. That's very difficult. So, okay. Uh, let's go to defense. Eric, start us off. Who is your, who is your favorite guy on defense and why was it right? Right.
2: Brian Neal. No. You can pick someone else. Clint, no, I Cody mean Barton, this is your chance to celebrate your guy. Well, you know how I love celebrating him 2 years ago, Kevin. Um <laughs> I mean Cody Barton had a great interception. It was timely, uh, you know, uh basically halting Mr. Tom Brady's streak. Uh Cody Barton, great game, eight tackles, uh timely interception. My problem with the defense as a whole is you know, our our I don't know if it was our attack or what we did against the run that just kind of buried us, but I did find an interesting stat that I think you guys might appreciate. And I, it, it, it's, it's in my dear, dear Cody Barton segment. Do you know the Seahawks are one in four when Cody Barton plays on more than 75% of snaps? That is, <laughs> that is, that is a, a Hawks Nest stat right there. First of all, so I mean, you're welcome. They put,
0: Bar- they put Barton on the field more because they were trying to deal with, uh, they were trying to deal with the fact that they were running the ball pretty well.
2: Well, I don't uh, know if t- that's like a plus
0: minus but, stat. But, in but were they really were they really running it that well? Is yeah three point is three point seven yards per rush really that I that good? It was like, just running
2: as best we could, which is not they, the same thing.
0: They were just consistent, like they were able to get yards when they needed them. The problem, the problem for us was the opposite of the offense's problem. The offense's problem was we could not convert a third down to save our lives. They. Or 10 for 15 on third downs anytime they needed to move the chains they were able to figure out the right play to call to move the chains I don't know if that's Brady on the field you know reading what we're trying to do on defense or or what but it they just had a felt like of good breaks it's a combination of all of the above you know well, I
2: mean for years how many times have you guys heard oh Tom Brady picks apart zone defenses and when he's losing I'm like shut up but when he beats us I'm like Ugh. and and we struggled in this game Partially because
0: we couldn't get pressure, consistent pressure on Brady. I mean, there's no, we had no sacks, uh, six six pressures. That's just, that's super low for what we've seen the last hey, four Uchina weeks. disappeared, this, which that's this, rough. This they erased him one hundred percent. They they snapped him like Thanos. Like that, there's four four. Uh, this four week run has been predicated a lot on how well our pass rush has played, and when Bruce Irvin is out there rushing the passer eighteen times and getting no zero pressures when you got al woods uh out there is like the only guy getting consistent pressure three for 17 like you cannot have al woods be the only guy getting pressure that's that's not it and one thing is al woods probably played good um because he's old and he was you know used to being up early that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's an unfair advantage that he has He's he's got all his kids waking him up for years i don't he's, see he's that to this. i
2: don't see evidence to the contrary i like it nathan yeah. Um, all right. Spot the lie. I bet you can't. Okay. Let's talk Tariq Willan.
0: Got the pick. Uh, oh, but <laughs> hold <is> on. He, <laughs> he was not great in this game. Like he, he died was, for it. But he, he had he had the cool. It was the coolest. It, that that photo
2: is. You got a. He's got to frame that and put it on the wall, right? Just oh, that let a, great. I just want him to tell people that he picked off Tom Brady on that play.
1: Maybe like, <laughs> "Oh, I definitely got a pick on Tom Brady." Yeah, it's all man <laughs> Buccaneers. Is that when Brady was playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a great appreciation for Tom Brady's sense of humor. Um His tweet out afterwards, if he hadn't slipped, he was going to go Randy Moss for six.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. The, Tom Brady. I, Tom I appreciate the
1: though. level of self-awareness in that. Like, it was one of two moments where I didn't hate him this week.
0: And now I I'll know my penance the rest of the season. Stupid Antonio Brown making me not hate Tom Brady, too. Uh It's annoying. So, so yeah, it's. It's tough. The defense did not have a great game in this game. And I think that this was an off. This is an offense that had shown the last couple of weeks. They like they were willing to pass a lot. So we came out thinking, oh, they're going to pass a lot. There are guys that we put in the game to stop the run. LJ Collier, Brian Monet, who are healthy scratches in this game. And we we kept the guys who were who are more the pass rushing types. Miles Adams. Well, it's because they so, haven't been running. <laughs> Because they haven't been running, and those guys were not effective. Nope. It, like My- Miles Adams was not effective in this game. 20- Twenty-one snaps, like completely invisible. So, yeah, it's it's. T- <laughs> I'm being invaded by yeah. the children. Uh, you've had enough of this know, game. Things to help you get up <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, exactly. This is your wake up everyone. I was I was already up at six thirty, and then that's the reason why. So okay that it's just tough the, that we dressed guys to stop the pass and then we could not only did we not get but we didn't get consistent pressure even with that right like if we if we got consistent pressure on Brady when he was throwing i'd be like oh well, it was worth it but i mean Brett, Brady got pressured on 5 of his 29 dropbacks that's, yeah. that sucks that sucks
1: well and it also speaks to uh you know the the coaching job that's being done this season Um, has a lot to do with making the best out of some people that are kind of limited in their rotations. Uh, So what you saw is when they don't plan for personnel perfectly and execute it perfectly, this is what it looks like. It's a near miss. Because again, the defense didn't play horrible. They just didn't go in the game and the offense didn't go in the game. And so we ended up just kind of kicking it around and not quite being able to finish.
0: It just mm-hmm. it, it felt like a game where we were on the back foot and they were on the front foot the whole game, and we were never able to kind of take take the initiative, so to speak. You, yeah. All right. I'm ready Eric. to just chalk this up to.
2: This isn't an anomaly. Talk, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I want to
0: talk a little. I want to talk a little special teams with you, bro. Yeah. Super punt game. Yeah, punt man. <sighs> Michael Dixon was awesome, and it wasn't just just Dixon, but derek Young, man. Yeah, that was he did it. He did it again. <laughs> They got a relationship. Stop. Stopped another. Stopped another. Uh, another one inside the. Well, how close was that one? Like the three? I don't. Know. I have to look at the stat sheet. I, I closed it on accident. Yeah, it was pretty impressive.
2: Uh, <laughs> Again, it's too punting. many tabs.
0: It's punting, which you don't ever want to do. Ideally, you'd be like Kansas City last week, where you don't punt one time. Yeah, that's that's the that's the platonic ideal. Like
2: like us earlier in the season.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're six and four. Let's look backwards a little bit. At this point, with everything we know now, are you? Ha- so no, not before the season, before the season, we all would have said, absolutely. Yes. Happy with six and four. We, none of us would have said, oh no, we won't take six and four. We all would have been like, yep. Sign me up. Yes. Knowing what we know now about these Seattle
2: Seahawks. Are you happy with six and four, Eric? Yeah, I am because I don't think that, I mean, yeah, I'd love to have revisionist history and change some of these games and most notably what the Falcons and the saints, um, the Falcons game, especially just because it was kind of a stinker like this game and it was close and we should have won it. But I believe this team got better um, from here on out. Uh, and I talked about this a little, you know, off the air, like there's. Oh, we'll get into And it. we'll, we'll get, get to that. Gonna, but I mean, we're going to get to it in a sec. This this is definitely a schedule overall throughout the year, not just coming up, but what's behind us where I mean, yeah, we we throttled the Chargers. Should we have done that at the time? I would have said no, but now the Chargers aren't playing great. Were we really going to throttle the Giants, given how they've been playing up until the time they played us? No, I didn't think we beat them. So I think it's a little give and take there. So right now, our estimated wins for a football focus is six point
0: or football side or sorry, is 6.3 based on like their advanced stats. And we have six wins. So like, yeah, we're barely underperforming but we're 6th in their DVOA metric and we're right in there with a big clump of teams that I think most people would say are all really good. Miami, Tampa, Jets, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and us is a, is kind of a tier of teams. That's do you feel good about being in that tier, Kevin?
1: Yeah, I mean I thought that we could kind of, like we talked about it before the season, like before the preseason when we kind of got down a little bit. Uh we were looking at at best, this is a roster that can fight for a playoff spot, and that ranking tells me that this is a roster that's legitimately fighting for a playoff spot. The NFC doesn't have a truly like dominant team.
0: Um, I mean, whoa, Philly. Whoa, whoa. Philly just lost to Washington. Well, okay, but but let's talk about Washington. It's a division okay, game, are, and Washington is not are, bad. But we are slagging off Washington. But the last five weeks, they've been. Or five weeks together, four and one in their last five games. They've played some pretty good football lately, and the Eagles weren't going to go undefeated. It's like not that kind of roster. But do
1: you feel like, uh, do you
0: feel like their special teams, the Eagles' special teams sucks, right? But and and that is like like Washington's a a better roster than us. No, heck no, technically, that's what I'm saying.
1: So, like, I don't think that I don't think that Philly has like a dominant team that should steamroll. I think they have a team that should be a Super Bowl favorite coming out of. The NFC, but I don't feel like they're, you know, I I don't feel like like it's not one of those like juggernaut teams where you're just not sure how you can beat them. I can 100% see the path to beating them, whereas, and I I feel like even the AFC. Buffalo too. Yeah.
0: Buffalo too. Now that Josh Allen's elbows messed up, (laughs) they're they're very, they just became very beatable. Yeah,
1: I feel like everyone's kind of gettable this year, which means that the Seahawks are a Super Bowl contender.
0: If if you're an above average team in the NFL this year, you're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they, they it's just gonna it's just gonna be who gets hot at the right time. One of these teams is gonna start to play their best football in the in the playoffs. Yeah, last and year's um Bengals. If you made me wins guess, the playoffs, wins the Super you, Bowl. If you made me guess, um, I, if you made me like put money on it, Miami's defense. If they starts to get good towards the playoffs, that's the team that I I would say could be real spooky. Their offense is incredible like what what a what a joy what a joy to watch Tua just play point guard with all of those weapons that is like <laughs> that is like a insanity as a as a card carrying member of non, who never gave up hope and anyone who's in our dynasty league can tell you I tried to trade for Tua like crazy after he got taken from me in the expansion draft um he is great Tua is Tua is great and i i'm just glad that it, cuz it, it's one more you put, put one more check mark in my in my uh another feather in my cap for quarterback scouting i didn't miss that one. Justin Fields too. I'm gonna take that one too. Already, just only been three <laughs> weeks. I'm take. I'm taking it. I don't care. They they finally figured out that you you, you just have him do half field reads and run the ball and he's awesome. And God, I'm it's, not that com- that. <laughs> it's not that complex. It's not that not that complex, guys. Okay, so we're pretty good though. We're 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 in we're in the in the mix with the other like f- you know fringy playoff teams slash like wild card teams. And we're in there with the with them. So I got to ask the question now: How scared are you guys? Of the San Francisco 49ers. This is our division rival. They're in the same tier as us. They're their DVOA is close three apart. That's, you know, margin of error distance apart. We are in the same group of clump of teams as them. How afraid of you? Are you of this team that has added one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL? Christian McCaffrey, Eric, are you scared of the 49ers? Do they scare you?
2: I ain't scared. Nobody. First of all, (laughs) I ain't never scared. scared, I ain't never scared. Um, I don't want to say scared. Are the 49ers better than us? Yes. Until we beat them this year, they're definitely better than us. And that hurts. If you remember our, you know, preseason predictions, I hate the Niners so much. Uh, Their fan base that still can't sell out games. Um, But yeah, they're, they are better than us. And I, But they get
0: they get to play the Dolphins and we get to play the Geno Smith revenge game against the Jets. The Jets are actually the Jets are actually low key kind of good, except for Zach Wilson, though.
2: Also, the revenge (laughs) game against the Chiefs, because we tried to get Patrick Mahomes and he uh, was not drafted. So that's somehow revenge. Yeah, we have a we have a bit of a tougher (laughs) schedule. Um, The part of that tougher schedule is playing the 49ers. And, you know, that's. Again, looking at the schedule, there are December fifteenth at home
0: against the 49ers. Thursday that game prob- night foosball. That game probably decides ah, the division. Correct damn. one one month from today, the division is probably being decided. That's because yes. the other two teams are stank. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy though because because if they beat us, even if the, we even if we're uh, like a, you know uh, tied with them after that game, it, that's really hard to beat a team that has the tiebreaker on you like that. Um, with two head to head wins. That just is, uh, it's mathematically unlikely to happen. So, yeah, I, we got that's a, that's a, that's going to be a huge game. I'm very excited about
2: that game. I have that um, down as two probable losses on the season. And that's, that's frustrating because I want to beat them. And I, I don't think they're unbeatable. That's why I'm not scared of them, you know?
1: It depends the rest so
2: heavily it... on health. Like they could easily walk yeah. in with their four best players
1: all injured. And like, you know, you don't bet on health normally, but, Specifically, the 49ers have just bet on graham cracker joints.
0: So we get the Raiders coming out the bye. Then we get the Rams. The Rams, the Rams are uh, a mess right now, but we haven't yeah. played them yet this year, and they do seem to always kind of have our number. I'm not counting that as a win. That the Seahawks need to take that game very seriously because I would losing to the John Wol- Wolford, no Tupper Cup uh, right. Mess of a Rams team that exists right now is not off the table for me. That would Oof.
2: be, it would ha- it could I, happen. I actually have them as a, you know, I have a definitely going to lose. Probably you better win. And then I have coin flip and two Rams games or coin flips. Like we're going to yeah. win one. We're going to lose one,
0: but Raiders, Panthers jets at home. I love us in all three of those games. So that leaves four games that we need to probably find, uh, two wins in, to to be a division contender, uh, or one win, just one win of those four games probably gets us to the playoffs. I was right? going to say, is ten wins is the is a
2: playoff birth,
0: correct? Yeah, so yeah, so I think this season at this point, you can't call it anything but a success. It's a great it's it's a great job for Pete and the team. And one, we should. The, I said that I've been talking about this. So okay, we're going to talk a lot about the draft, the specific draft prospects in next week's podcast as we build up. Uh, that's kind of our bye week usual content as we like take a peek sneak peek at the draft and give you guys some college players to watch as their season winds down uh but for me like p and p and john have there's some rumors going around that we want to re-sign geno smith okay uh kevin how do you feel about that do, do are you okay with re-signing geno smith and going running it back with geno as the qb
1: yeah, I kind of did a dive into this because it I've been so interested. And as everyone knows, I was one of the people that was big on, you know, unleashing the hose in the preseason. And, and, because... and you were, I would say this, even more than that, you were pretty anti-Gino. I just felt but... like we knew what Gino's ceiling was. Uh-huh. And Gino proved me wrong. So just to give some numbers behind it, for quarterbacks who've had 50% of their team snaps, he's number two in big time throw percentage, tied with Aaron Rodgers and behind Josh Allen, um, which is PFF's number on basically, uh, how many big plays you're making with your arm? His and I thought if he was going to be successful, it was going to be like a very Alex Smithian type success. Um, his A dot is eight, like he's making risky throws. He's throwing it down the field a bit.
0: He's working especially, the middle field a lot, especially after week three. Week three yep. through week three, I was like, oh, this is like that. We're, we're not playing horrible. We're one and two, but man, this offense is a clogged toilet. <laughs> well, <laughs> and tell me what part of his play doesn't look sustainable? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good he's a good football player. Like,
1: yeah, this is I, not it, smoke and mirrors, gimmicking a good game out of a bad QB. Like, he is playing
0: sustainably good football. Like, good on like, him, man. He's Kirk Cousins tier of like decent ish guys that you can win you some games, but if you need them to win the game by themselves, you are screwed. (laughs) Like like I think if we, if we, if we put everything on Gino and it's like, Oh, we re-signed Gino for 30 million. Now it's Tyler Lockett's got to go. And uh, Oh yeah, we can't get, we can't re-sign offensive line. It's like, it's going to get ugly fast.
1: Yeah. If we're signing
0: Gino Smith to a two or a three year deal and we're drafting like a third round quarterback
1: every year for the next three years until we get the one we like,
0: I'm in. So for me, it's at this point, I trust Pete and John uh, about quarterbacks. And I'm going to go back in the history and explain why. So Pete and John, they drafted Russell Wilson. John Schneider says that if it was his choice, they would have taken him every pick they had before that. Yes. He was his guy the whole draft. Um, I said on our podcast, you could find the old episode. It's one of my all-time great takes. I said, Russell Wilson, if he was six foot three, would be the first pick in this draft. Like, he was the guy for them, and he, he was really productive in college, which is what I liked about him. And I think that's something that, that they look at, but they don't just look at that anymore because the next guy they, they really went for is they went for Mahomes. They, they, there's rumors that they were really interested in taking Mahomes. And then after that, they went for a guy with even less college production. They went with they were like, let's get, get us some Josh Allen, a guy who I would have been 100% against. And this is where, at, for me – I'm like – and that was the breaking point for the Russ-Seahawks relationship, right? The Russ-Seahawks relationship started to fracture because the rumors were we each wanted traded Russ for the Browns' two first-round picks, and we were going to pick Josh Allen to replace Russell Wilson. I, for me, I would have been like, terrible. I hate Josh Allen. They were right. They were right. Josh Allen is that dude. They know what they're talking about when it comes to quarterbacks. They are – they have a track record now of like making moves to get quarterbacks, and Geno Smith is another – another win in that category for them. They knew what they had. They knew they had a guy who could win football games, even if yeah, there's Jimmy has some limitations. He can take some bad sacks. He's going to hold the ball too long. He, he has some processing stuff that that's really difficult. I think one of the things that gave him trouble in this game in particular was they were shifting guys around in the line a lot. And it really seemed to, to throw him off in terms of timing and confusion. So in that in that, sense like yeah i think they knew what they had they had a, a good but but somewhat limited quarterback going into next year if they look at next year's draft and they say we only want this one guy or we want these two guys and everyone else is kind of off off the board for us and they can't get one of those two guys run it back with gino i think that is completely fine what i don't want them to do is sign gino to a 25 million dollar contract and draft a quarterback <laughs> like I, I i don't know if i'll you be able to handle you'll that being no, I, I don't want to use a second round or first round pick. I don't, I don't want them to go. Hey, yeah, what we're, we're going to take? Who's a, who's like a developmental? second We're going to take Andrew Anthony Richardson at the end of the first round, and we're gonna we're gonna have him sit behind Gino. I don't want to do that. I I, I don't want to have the the quarterback in waiting thing because what happens a lot of times with that is unless the team plays really good. The guy in the people are always asking for the guy in waiting, and it becomes like a like a point of tension on the team. And I don't I don't like that. So for me, I would rather you draft a quarterback and that's your guy, or you stick with Geno. One or the other, and I'm fine with either path because there's enough we could there's an we have plenty of draft capital to build a Super Bowl caliber roster around Geno Smith, especially with the current, current state of the league, where I don't think there's a dominant team right now outside of maybe Buffalo. Um, but we see we see Josh Allen's on the career path. Josh Allen's on the Cam Newton, I'm gonna destroy my body and become a bad quarterback faster than you think. <laughs> career, career arc. Oof, so that's
2: man, that's, I hope not. That's that's
0: I mean it, it it's done, but that's For what I'm happened. Not, that, that's what happened to Cam, man. He just got beat up all the time and he, and he, he'd dive into plays and stuff. And then by the end of his career, he was like the, the, you know, the dog that's been hit too many times where every time someone comes near him, he's like, Oh no, no, I don't want to get, <laughs> he's like, he's like scared because he's he's gotten the crap beat out of him his whole career and probably took some shots that should have been flagged that weren't because he's big. Josh Allen is the same way. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's the kind of a round. So turn. I got anyway. one
1: slight pushback on your take though. Okay. What is uh what is Pete Carroll's uh best skill as a coach? He manages personalities. Man man management. So uh, if anybody could navigate a quarterback situation where you have a guy knocking on the door
0: and uh, Gino's still here, I trust Pete to be able to do it. The thing is, okay, here's the thing, though, is other great man managers, Andy Reid, have done this before. But the only reason it worked is because they won. If Alex Smith was a loser, then it never would have flown. Okay, that's true. Yeah. You have to win. That. That's the thing. That, that's the thing that's that's tough is that if we're sitting at four and six next year with Geno and we drafted a quarterback, people are going to be pounding the door for putting in the young guy. And that's that's a tough situation for him to be in, especially if Pete always compete. Carol thinks that Geno is better than the young quarterback. Like, you can't just put the young quarterback in, it's against like everything he believes in. Yeah. So, so that's 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 kind of my i just think it, it's a hard situation i'm not saying that Pete wouldn't successfully navigate it but that it just would be really difficult so okay that's uh that's basically it. i mean do you want to do any
1: player specific looking backwards looking forwards or i,
0: mean, I wanted to base, basically talk about geno and uh and and k9 a little bit and so okay the, the young tackles Let's 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 go there. The young tackles—they've been great so far this season. for four young tackles. Uh, do we? What's what's your expectation for them for the rest of the year? Like, do you think they should continue to get better, or is just more of the same good enough for you? So, according to
1: PFF's blocking statistics, um, Abraham Lucas ranks twenty second, and Charles Cross ranks thirty second for pass blocking for offensive tackles, uh, playing eighty percent or more of the snaps. They are both playing like starting offensive tackles. If they can continue to both play like starting offensive tackles, I think that is a
0: massive success. Okay, so you don't need to see one of them make like the leap to like game dominator. You're okay with?
1: No, I'd like to see maybe a little bit of an uptick in their run blocking to see them just kind of round themselves out a little bit more, especially Abe Lucas, where we've seen him kind of do it before. Charles Cross, I think he's more just kind of a spatial blocker. But... Honestly, if they keep playing at this level, that tells me that they are going to be like really, really good offensive tackles.
0: Okay, are there any uh, are there any players on defense you're looking to st- that to step up, Eric? You're looking, for, you're looking for a guy on defense to step up as the season closes. I mean, your boy, do you need your boy, Cody Barton? Do you think, <laughs> do you think he has it in him?
2: Uh, I don't know if he has it in him, but yeah, I'd, I'd love it if he'd step up. Honestly, anyone outside of the secondary, I want consistency from the linebackers. It's good to see Jordan Brooks with, you know, what, eight eight tackles, three assisted tackles this week, but he's certainly not what we thought he was going to be going into the season. Uh, yeah, he them. was he was in 13 tackles this week. That's really good. Yeah. Seven run stops. That's really got what really we good want from him, right? He got
0: really hit. The thing about him and Barton is, is on both of their the interception and the pass breakup, they got really good depth. Something that can be really difficult to do as a linebacker because. You want to keep the play in front of you, especially like if you might dump it off to a running back. But you got to get good depth so you can you can interrupt those crossing routes. And they got really good depth on both of those plays.
2: Yeah, I was really happy about that. And, and I want to see more pass rush. I want to see, like I said, more consistency. Consistency in our linebackers. Consistency in our pass rush. Uh, Nuosu can't do it all. Uh, for him to have a down week, that's fine. Uh, for the Hawks to have a down week, honestly, that's fine. It's just. What are you going to do moving forward to make it so you don't have any more down weeks? Or Nuosu has a bad week. Who's stepping up? You want to hear a crazy yeah. stat? Yeah. Yes. Uchenna Nuosu has been Brian Burns this year.
1: Brian Burns, 41 pressures, 7 sacks, 8.4 pass rush win percentage, uh, 14.3% pass rush win rate. Um, Uchenna Nuosu, 35 pressures. So 6 less pressures, same 7 sacks, same 8.4 uh, rate. Same 14.3 win percentage. They are
0: the same. Can I make an admission that's not going to be popular? Can I say something that I have a real, very real fear I have? Sure. Down the stretch is that I think Tariq will in. Uh, you know what? The, the The thing is, if Cooper Cups hurt, this isn't going to happen because no one we play enough. We, we don't play against a good enough wide receiver to really challenge him. Cooper Cup will but, be
2: hurt for the, the first game.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, but if Cooper Cup is hurt, then they won't be. But I think good wide receivers, like I want to see, I, I want to see him get pressed. I mean, I know he did good against Hopkins, but this week I felt like he was, you know, he gave up the. I, they credited both touchdowns with, to him. Uh, he was as the de, the primary defender. Sorry, your and, uh, your statement was so offensive. My internet took a break. Um, are you talking about
1: Trey Quillin? Yeah, I'm just afraid. I'm afraid that that he's they, just that, completely inconsistent. Like he said earlier, he
0: doesn't know how to play corners still. And it shows yeah. sometimes, and I'm afraid like that. That's going to show up. You know, he's so athletic, he's so good, and when it's on, he's the best cornerback in the league. Like he's one, he's already there when it's on. But but I'm just afraid that the those, <laughs> those bad those bad plays are going to start to add up, and he's going to get beat a couple times. And I don't want him. I what I really don't want to happen is I don't want him to lose any level of confidence because he's absolutely fantastic.
2: Yeah. But Like.
0: That's why I'm hope yeah. Let's hope Cooper Cup's hurt the rest of the season. And then there's just there's just no wide receiver on the schedule who's can make a fool out of him really. If if Cooper Cup's not
1: playing, Yeah, we need Maffey or Darrow Taylor to step up so that we like have Debo- like a second pass
0: rushing option. And then we need De- Woolen to just kind of learn how to play a little more order. Debo Samuel's basically just like a running back that plays wide receiver. Some he's not even he's not like a real wide receiver. So well, not they- to mention they'll just hide him from Woolen anyway. Tariq Woolen if they if they yeah I would say if Tariq Woolen's across from Debo he's just gonna beat him up. Like that's like one of the only guys in the league that could probably beat up Debo Samuel <laughs> <laughs> is, is Tariq Woolen. Like that's like physically it's hard to match Debo, but we we have the guy. <laughs> we have we have the eraser uh, to 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 go after him. Yeah, so, well, yeah, the only guys who's big enough
1: to push him and fast enough to catch up with him
0: if he misses. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nuts. <laughs> it's like uh, what I saw a thing this week that was like guys who are six foot four and above who ran under four four forties, and it was like. Tariq Woolen, end list. If you go back far enough, Randy Moss, also yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's, it's, worse. It's, it's it's like this is the this uh, maybe it was six three. I don't know how tall is Tariq. Six, Woolen? Three. Yeah. Okay. Six. No, he's six four. So six. Yeah. Six four. I think it was six four and under four four forties. It's Tariq Woolen, end list. Uh, so yeah, this guy's he's awesome. I love Tariq Woolen. I just I'm like praying. For, I'm gonna say like a little prayer for him every night. You know, trying to make sure that we can keep him safe. Over the next, over the rest of the season, because I, I'm invested in the season. Like you said, Kevin, we, there is a realistic chance that we, 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 uh, head towards a Super Bowl, but I'm also, uh, I'm fine. It's fine either way. The you nice know? thing <laughs> is
1: when you're building towards something, if this ends up being like the season where we, uh, lost to Atlanta in the playoffs, it's like, all
0: right, it feels like we're moving towards something. And this is a step on the road. If this is the quake season, it's fine. Like yeah. I, I'm, I, it doesn't even have to be. The, it doesn't even have to be the Atlanta season, which I feel like is kind of an underrated. Like the Seahawks could have won the Super Bowl that year season that people Back. don't talk about. <laughs> people don't talk about that, but we were there. We were right there. We could have won the Super Bowl that year too. But
2: but One drive uh, yeah, that, against
0: the Bears. Ugh. So yeah, it's just a yeah. Okay. Anyway, thanks. There are many sports Seahawksness Podcast. The best way to do. we don't have to predict next week's game and stuff. So, so nice. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Seahawks Nest for a little as $1. 24 a month. Get access to the Discord. Come hang out with us. Thank you to the people who support the show Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Do It All for the Tucci, Evan, Flock, to Miss Gavin, Greta, James, Jost, Joshua, Lucas, Rad, Dad, Nikki, C, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, David, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Worrell, Brandon, Nick, and everyone who supports the show. Thank you so much. Um, you guys are crushing it! All right, this week we lost it. We lost a real one, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman in Batman the Animated Series.
1: The so voice it, acting uh,
0: in that whole series is so on point, just top shelf. So, uh, I had a lengthy conversation with uh, with Brett, the uh, our pr- our uh, producer, producer slash somewhat so- <laughs> sometimes uh, sometimes person on the, the show man slash uh, slash Brett bestest friend brett Brett, brettest friend yeah so anyway brett (laughs) you know what's funny i want to hear something weird is that uh some of the picks podcasts on the patreon they're just like they're in the queue like this one's from october 6th and it just never got posted so what if i just post it now post it post it now (laughs) I'm just looking at Patreon. It it says it says it says you have it's it says you have two it says you have two pending posts on Patreon. I was like, what?
2: I was like, why is why is Nathan like so quiet? What's going on? Because Patreon's
0: interface is hot garbage. Yeah, I have to. But that's okay. From a fan perspective, it's also hot garbage. Yeah. All right. Anyway, oh, so I thought me and Brett had a lengthy conversation about what our favorite animated shows of all time are. And so I thought, oh man, that's that's awesome. So we both made a top five. Uh, I thought the podcast has got to make a fave five animated shows. So Eric, I think I know what you're going to pick already. So I'm going to let you kick us
2: off. Kicking it off. What, huh?
0: What's in our What's in our fave? Well, because you're, you're the only person who's going to pick some like 80s TV show or.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, like, am, I am. I no, am no, absolutely. No,
0: so, so so Eric, kick us off. What did, what is one of the What's one of our five top five fave five? Animated shows of all time Seahawks Nest
2: Disney's Gummy Bears number one Gummy Bears yeah, honestly going as far as
0: here and there and everywhere
2: <laughs> as far as theme songs go yeah that's that's in the top five uh, shows geez I kind of want to go oh I'm sorry guys I got to go with the Spider Man cartoon but because which one that's we've already kind of done best Spider Man cartoon I'm gonna let you guys pick the Spider Man cartoon maybe we'll go 90s we'll pivot 90s this time. Cause it was you so, uh, you, you, I really, you want to, I kind of want to go Thundercats though too. You know how much I love the Thundercats. I was going to say,
1: I, I, cause I don't feel like you could pick a uh, 90s
0: Spider-Man over. What about, what about, what about spectacular Spider-Man 2008? It's fine. That's that's no, that's, that's the one streaming
2: on Netflix. It's actually, I watched,
0: I watched, I've watched like almost all of it. Cause it's on Netflix with my son. It's good. It was only, it was only like two seasons and it's like super solid. Okay, I must I, be
1: thinking of the one that's a little bit older, where it has this really globular animation. Looks oh, better.
0: that was are the
2: you, MTV series, and that's terrible. are you talking about two
0: thousand? Are you talking about two thousand three Spider-Man? That, that must be it. A, yes, that one was terrible. Spider Spider-Man, the new the new animated series. That's what, I think that's what it was called. All oh, right, guys. Had, I'm had, going up. Like best, best, best thing about it, it had Neil Patrick Harris as Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. The worst thing, yes, the worst thing about it, everything else. It got canceled after like ten episodes. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's
2: awful, and it's and they didn't even PC get their Mac stolen to make him canceled. Yeah, but <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan played Kingpin, so that's oh, pretty cool. great. Great casting. Um, right, I'm going yeah. Thundercats. That's where we're, oh. going. we're going. Thundercats. The end. Thundercats. What do you love about Thundercats, Eric? Um, oh. so it captured my attention so rapidly when it came out. Like the the stylized jumping around with a sword and lights coming out of it. They were cat people. Uh, they fought other animal people like Rotaro and jackal man and vulture man and monkey if you don't know what these guys are just look at their names if you've never seen it you can uh, <laughs> picture them pretty perfectly uh the soundtrack wait was are you old. saying
0: are you saying cheetara might be a cheetah yes and oh okay. a hot lady uh for cartoons <laughs> when you're <laughs> six so wait 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 go back this is a conversation that i've always thought is funny um most people in their youth had their like uh sexual awakening to uh, animate, to an animated character, uh, I think you'll mine sub- was—you'll you'll be absolutely stunned. And was yours chitar Those no, no. I was, no, no, right. no, I was, was gonna
2: say I think mine was Madonna videos, probably.
0: Oh, okay. Mine was uh, mine was the the Maid Marian from the Robin. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, <Nah>, i just kidding. <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait! Is that when Robin Hood when he dressed up as a girl bunny Yeah. Like the hunters? <laughs> uh, anyway, Eric. So yeah, that's that's
2: my pick. That's my pick.
0: Uh, Thund- ThunderCats. The, here's here's the th- ThunderCats is like a a perfect encapsulation of these like serialized weekly cartoons that were made just to sell action figures. Yeah. No, I don't I'm not trying to no, say that. You're that right. an, no, you're right. I know all that. That. Yeah. that. This is literally like the only reason the show was made because was because they and I mean, the action figures launched simultaneously with the launch of the show. But it is like And I I don't like love any of these shows in the way because I didn't grow up with them, right? Like, I watched Thundercats. It was on after school when I was a kid. I watched Thundercats and Silverhawks and like this kind of generation of shows. But the 2010s
1: reboot was also like really solid. I watched that with my kids. Very worth watching.
2: Really good. Oh, wow. So, okay. My wife's Alexa just started talking to me. Sorry. But
0: but it's like the, but it is like the, the, it's, it typifies the whole genre perfectly. And if like you're a child of the 80s, like you were like a kid in the 80s, this is like, this was the stuff. Like, yeah, th- these were the shows. It's because before that, you know, shows to sell toys, they kind of existed, but th- this was like when it really started. Hey guys, to, jokes on to them. Take
2: I never had any Thundercats toys until I turned forty. <laughs> In your face. Yeah, and this is. Pr- I think this is the best of the. Sh- I mean, okay, is this better than Transformers, Eric? So, it was between Transformers and Thundercats. And I feel like Transformers may sneak in there, but with Transformers, you're also going like, do you know that that show that was three seasons here, went on for like, some like twelve seasons in Japan?
0: Yep. I'll
2: tell you this: Thundercats
0: Tra- Transformers got no shot in the, really? in the last okay. two. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw like 40, 40 cartoons at you that I would put ahead of Transformers. I like Transformers.
2: I would have put Thundercats ahead of Transformers. Okay, too. all right. That's, I agree. I agree. With good you. For the for I the feel pod, like though. Thundercats was more consistent. Transformers have yeah. high
0: highs and low lows.
2: Transformers didn't th- t- teach me any lessons. It was just robots.
0: I, I like Thundercats too I because like the character, cool. the character, the characters all had like distinct personalities that were interesting. Not that the Transformers didn't have distinct personalities, but the th- but the Thundercats all have distinct per- personalities that are interesting. You know, like like they had more than got-
2: one trait. Yeah, they yeah. weren't just like following what the leader said all the time. Like, they... like
0: Panthro, man, he's like he's strong and he's a, he's a warrior or whatever, and he's really happy. But man, he gets mad sometimes, and he like hates spiders. And like he's a mechanic,
2: have... and he has nunchucks right. that fire laser beam. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, like they, well, like every want? character had like a lot of stuff going on, which I thought was cool. They tried, they tried to flesh out the characters a little bit and not just like. Tiger hey, here's was a...
2: jealous of his brother because his brother here's j- here's him. jazz. Yeah. Hey man, that's voiced by Scatman Carruthers. Rest in peace.
0: All right. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, what do you got for me? Hit me. Uh, Hit me with your really difficult. Hit me with your number one.
1: I have a super long list and I'm having a ton of trouble narrowing it down. Um, I think a show that I'd be really sad to see not make it on here. Uh, just because it blends a lot of things I like. It's got, at the end of the day, I am a sucker for a space Western. It is one of my absolute favorite genres. And okay. so that brings it down to either uh, Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star, or Trigun. and I have to go with Cowboy Bebop as the strongest of those. It's
0: is the best one. I would not Galaxy Rangers. Cal. I would I would have picked Cowboy Bebop if you didn't, just because I feel like if we don't put an anime on here, there is a subsection of our Discord that will probably <laughs> shoot shoot me in the head. Yeah, but Cowboy Bebop is is great. Um, I think it's a it's a it's a go to anime if you want to show anime to someone who is not a fan of anime and try to like Trojan horse them into the genre. Like that is, I think a great place to start. It's entertaining. The music is great. The action is stylized and fun. Uh, The voice acting is really good in both, in my opinion, in both the English, although the voice of jet is really bad in the English version. (laughs) I, I didn't hate it. It's, it's, I don't know. Maybe I've I've watched it so much. It's It's only really bad if you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the voice of jet is just really, it's really like but but anyway but the, i don't uh, know
1: guys i gotta move a spaceship <laughs> to another port uh, how
0: can we have bell peppers and beef if there is uh, anyway uh it's <laughs> pretty, pretty spot on okay so the uh yeah so cowie bops in i love it cowie bops great kevin good choice i agree uh did you, what'd you think of the netflix live action show didn't did watch, you watch it. it i didn't watch it either I heard I just, heard nothing I but it. bad things. I just didn't I just, need it in my life. I didn't. I don't know. It just wasn't something I was looking for. I think I need to go into it the mindset like I do with a lot of adaptations, which is like this is a show that's inspired by my favorite show. I will now watch it without without thinking about the other show. So yeah. So that's kind of um, that's kind of where I'm at. All right, you guys. Uh, okay, I could do this completely self indulgent thing and pick a show that I has no chance to make it out of the five, or I could pick a show that I think you guys both maybe would like that should be in. I like it. So I'm wondering what I should do. So I mean, completely... I pick the more universal one because I feel like the com... there's some shows
1: that just kind of have to
0: make the list. I feel, I I, I completely feel like I had self... to bring out the old show. The completely self-indulgent thing to do would be to just pick the boondocks <laughs> because to I love the boondocks more than probably most people. Cause... That show is – I don't so know. Why I can't funny. speak
2: for Kevin, but that is a great show. I really don't want it on this list, but it is great. It is it's so, so good. It's so funny. It's, when they make fun of twenty four. Oh my! God. When they make fun of when they make fun
0: of Donald Rumsfeld. Yes. The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. I just like, oh man, it's such a. Fun, I laugh so hard. Um, yeah, the characters on this show. Mr. Wunzler and uncle Charlie Murphy. It's Ed Wunzler the third.
2: Oh my God. Uh,
0: Anyway, I'm not going to pick boondocks though. I just wanted to get it a mention in there. I'm gonna pick Archer. Uh, I, I love Archer. It is the hardest I've ever laughed at a TV show by a lot. It's still going. I think they're on like season 13 and they keep reinventing. It keeps reinventing itself in ways that makes it still funny. I, I'm very impressed by, by how they just continue to, to put like, it is like, it's like a workplace comedy set in a ridiculous setting and they keep changing the setting, just tweaking it a little bit and a little bit. Uh, I, I just find Archer to be so good. And I love like Jessica Walter as mother and (laughs) (laughs) as as Archer calls her, but, and what, and like just all the voices, H John Benjamin, Judy Greer, Amber, Amber, Nash, like they're just like everyone is just crushing it in this show i i love it so much yeah and i don't know i just like i really like archer so eric you
2: sounded surprised when i picked archer yeah like archer? i just i what i didn't know if you were going to go if we were going to have like a prime time animated show but oh, we will if you like i think it, we will if you liked it one well, we just did with archer you don't do you not, do you not like archer uh i've you actually know? never I've watched it oh man I've I've tried half-heartedly to watch it a couple times, and every time I say, I don't like this, and everyone I know raves about it, I need to give this a fair shot, but tonight is not the night.
0: Uh, watch, watch, Just watch the first episode, but the Raptor version. Have you, <laughs> heard, have you heard about this? I have not. There's a version of the first episode of the show, which um, has – it's the, it's Archer – but it is all raptors, and they just start making raptor sounds. But it's it, and it's the exact plot and pacing of the first episode <laughs> of the show. but it's just raptors making raptor sounds the whole the God, whole I hate
1: time that so much the it's, that so, it's
0: so stupid. Um I will say this. One thing too is, I love C-Lab. And this is like the spiritual successor to Frisco Frisky Dingo and C Lab. That is, is what like, got me watching it is that this is, it, it immediately you can clearly see the
1: link between that and C Lab. And C Lab is so on point. I love C Lab. The
0: stuck under it's the vending uh, uh, machine. Every gag, every C Lab is just gags under underwater. That's all it is. It's just let's, let's come up with bits for animated characters to do and then like crush <laughs> it. So yeah. All right, here we go. Let's throw out some stuff that. I think we need like a super mainstream representative, like a what, like a like a cartoon that was in the mega mainstream that played on like, you know, Fox, CBS, ABC. So
2: going through my list, I was like Simpsons because they had, you know, what, eight to 13 really good seasons, but the 20 plus seasons undoes that for me.
0: I think, I, I think the pick there is Futurama. Futurama ahead
2: of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say Futurama I think is the pick that to get in that lane and King the hill is a good choice too.
2: I can I just dig think it. there's better shows. Like I would, I mean, we haven't talked about Batman, the animated series. I figure that's definitely going to be in this. Uh, we haven't talked about avatar, the last airbender that yeah. those two for me, like I know I can only get one show, but I would assume Batman's going to be in, I would love to push for avatar. I would put that above any of those prime time shows. I feel like we got Archer, and that's a prime time show. That's the uh, thing. It's, is, on, it's I, on. It's not even on FX. It's on FXX. Dude. Well, now,
0: <laughs> FXX is like two years uh, old. It's not. It's, not, it's it, I think <laughs> it was a uh, twenty seventeen. I think. Also, FX FXX. has the
2: movies. That's why. Because they what does FXX to, has? Is just is FXX the shows has the X movies.
0: What does FXXX
2: have? Vin Diesel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, Jenna Jameson. Okay, I want to, I want to people
0: speaking the lyrics to Vandal songs. I want to bring up some other cartoons that, that aren't going to make it that are just, South Park. You guys have any interest, nope. interest in South Park for this? I do feel like South Park has fallen off. They, they, oh, I think it gets they, better with age. The thing is, it goes through cycles. I feel like where they're every once in a while, they just knock out like four bangers and you're like, dang, they still got it. Yes. And then they, and it goes through a lull, but then they go, they get hot again. And when they're hot, when they're on. There is hardly any shows that are better on television than South Park. But like for me, the kind of ups and downs, uh, they just pump out so much material that I feel That's like fair. it's
2: its not like a... I was thinking the other day, the WikiLeaks episode is one mm-hmm. of the stupidest things I've ever seen, but it's so funny to me. Yeah, it's pretty with With Lemmy Winks and, and they make it like a Hobbit story. Truly stupid, truly genius. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I don't want to see him here. SpongeBob. Nope.
1: It's got,
2: uh, it, don't have, it just, no again,
0: things. way too long, way too many episodes after it stopped being good. SpongeBob, for me, it's weird because it started it off, it was way overrated by people. People talked about it too much. But now people like to talk trash about SpongeBob. And it's come back around to me now where I'm like, SpongeBob's <laughs> underrated. SpongeBob's kind of, kind of, SpongeBob's better than you guys give it credit for. Like, SpongeBob's really good. It's a spiritual <laughs> successor to Ren and Stimpy and
1: way more kid friendly. Yeah, it's, and that's it's that's the thing that fun. should have existed. Good job like them.
0: Tro- yeah, they like Trojan horse adult humor into the kids show. It's it's great. I love I love that stuff. Uh, Rick and Morty, the first three seasons are like pretty incredible. Work yeah, for I just don't want to
1: put it on my top five list because I don't want to be a person who has it on my top five list. That's my that's, <laughs> my, that's my that's my objection to having Rick and Morty on my top five list.
2: Eric, Rick and Morty, any interest? Uh, I I love it a lot, and I I still think it's a good show. Uh, they're kind of doing things that are a little different than how they started, which is, you know, they're not just trying to rewrite the success, but yeah, I don't, I don't, there's other things I want to put up here. All right. Well,
0: if there's one show that I was going to be willing to fight for though, it's not any of those ones I said before. It's this one, uh, Bojack Horseman. Never um, watched There, it. there are, there are, there are very few shows that get me to feel as much as you've never seen
2: Bojack. How am I going to argue for Bojack? If, if you ne- Kevin? I know Kevin's never seen it.
0: Correct. It's not,
2: it's not my, <laughs> it's not my thing. Just looking at it. I was like, I don't like the animation. This is just too ridiculous. I was oh interested. I was going to watch it a few times. It's just, it's hard
1: for me to sit down and watch a series. Cause I have to watch like 10 episodes or I'm not going to watch it all.
0: Okay. I'll tell you this. The first half of the first season, you got to kind of, it's, it's a mixed bag. You got to get past that. Um, this is to me, um the bet the best it it is so good at shifting gears between like outright hilarious and so funny and then so serious and like there very few shows have better described what it's like to have depression than Bojack horseman um it's it's insane the show is so good I just uh. I guess it's not going to be in our fave five, though. It would it would be the the one I would stand on the table for, though. If anybody else had seen it, you guys don't understand. This is like this is the this is not just like the best animated show to me. This is like this might be in my fave five, like TV shows, period. But I thought I might be able to get it in on the uh, co-watch. But if anybody else had watched it. It does not appear to be the case, I'm done for. I'm
2: done yeah, for. not not. I I, I again stump for other things. Uh. Yeah, I had a, a list every season, every I gave season you my, except, my short list of what I like.
0: Every season except the first one has over 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a universal claim, Eric. You got to get in there. Maybe uh, so. Maybe have so. You, have you ever heard of Vincent Adult Man? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, you're, you're not living your best life then. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gag in this show. I'll just explain it because it's funny. And and, and maybe this will convince you to watch so it. So I'm aware there's, of this gag because we used it to make fun of somebody on a Discord server. There's a gag in this show where there's a character named Vincent Adultman. And it's like very obviously like three kids in a trench coat <laughs> wearing a top hat. And there's always like doing like sh- shit that a kid would do if they were three kids in a trench coat and everyone thought they were an adult, like eating cotton candy and like stuff like that. And in the show, in the show, he like dates Bojack's ex and stuff. It's I I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain, it, but they they'll, ask him like what they he, they, they'll like ask him
1: to like the to like the business.
0: Yes, or... right. Exactly. They'll ask him what he was doing and he'll be like, I went to the business store to do a business. <laughs> It's like, it's so funny. I don't know. Anyway. All right. That's it. Vincent, Vincent, adult man. Uh, I think Allison Brie does the voice for Vincent, adult man too, which is, which makes, <laughs> makes it even funnier. And yeah, everyone except Bojack is like, does not care that it's three kids in a trench coat, but Bojack is like really unhappy about it. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah. So then, and then, oh, there's another scene too where princess carolyn meets meets kevin who's like the top kid in vincent adult man and he's like oh i'm vincent's son <laughs> and, and then and then she believes him <laughs> okay anyway All right. uh okay batman the animated series and uh and uh kevin anything what, what, you want to push for i
1: mean yeah. i i've got there's a few other anime that i thought about uh hunter x hunter is really good um, my Hero Academia is one that like got more levels than it started with, and the Pokemon animated series, if it wasn't for the filler arcs, was actually like pretty darn good. Um, yeah. For heroic things, Avatar: The Last Airbender, X Men animated series, Batman animated series, the uh, Gargoyles uh, Ooh, series, it's a good one. Kevin. I feel like was just a better version of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, I know what I'm saying. Um, the Tick will always have a place yeah. in my heart. I was like, if, Kevin, does, if Kevin doesn't
0: mention the tick, I'm going to dunk on him because that show is really good. And it's and I, I was counting on you to to say it. It's very funny. Uh, Samurai in, in Jack- this in, in the same way I was counting on Eric to pick a cartoon from the 80s. Like.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't disappoint. Um, yeah, that's uh, Samurai Jack is is good. Honestly, I feel like it got so much better with the last season, like the first. I don't know, like the first it definitely movie. built and built. Yeah, for a while there, it just got stagnant and then it disappeared for what 10-15 years and then it ended very well. But uh you know, I, I wouldn't stop. Hey, for that.
0: did you know they're making an X-Men the animated series that just picks up where the last one left off? Yes. Oh, what about Gravity What are you asking about Gravity Falls?
2: Uh, I didn't watch enough them. of it but it's really good. That's kind when of what got, I've seen. Like it's great. If I was going Adventure Strike Time also is good. Kid shows, I'd go there. Both of those. Uh Dexter's Lab, Recess from back in the day, you do you know, Ooh, recess, do you know, do you know another
0: really good kids show that, that that we're all a little too old for? But I've seen a lot of because I uh, I
2: am willing to watch cartoons with uh, children. Phineas Ky- and Ferb. Ky- yeah. I've watched that too. It's a Phineas show about a uh, cool. you know being on summer vacation. Yeah, my, my kids moment. were
1: prime time for that too. That, that that was one that I liked watching with them. If they were sitting down to watch uh, an animated show, I'd be like, "Well, let's watch Adventure Time," or "Let's watch Phineas and Ferb," or "Oh, we should watch a uh, uh, Avatar." Because those are ones that
0: I definitely had no problem watching with them. All right, so Avatar, Batman: The Animated Series, uh, Avatar: Last Airbender, obviously. Uh, Future, which I I've watched about half of. If I'm being honest, I like it, but like I just stopped halfway through. I don't know why, and then I just never. It's picked like it back a kids'
2: up. show, kinda, and then it's got some adult themes, and then it just goes full the action. Like, the action is is pretty cool in the in that yeah. show, though. It's so fun. my temptation here would be.
1: To put Batman the animated series to fulfill like the uh, heroic fantasy kind of genre, and then pick something that's a little bit more like
0: comedy centric. Hey, can we have this conversation though, really quick? Batman and the I, about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shows. Sure. Because I, in general, okay, I I like them in general. Uh, I like all of them, but I'm just say something that is going to be very controversial right here. You ready for this? The newest Ninja Turtles, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is my favorite one. Yeah, you really like that. It's funny. They get it, the action animation is the best of any Ninja Turtle show, and honestly, the best of like almost any show I've ever seen. Action animation, it's really good. And they finally gave the t- turtles distinct body profiles, which is like <laughs> weirdly you never weirdly you never think about it, but like they all have the same body in every other incarnation of the turtles, which is weird. So, so yeah, it's pretty cool that they made them like visually distinct, uh, and the, it's yeah, it's legitimately funny. John Cena plays the vil- the primary villain in the first season. Ooh, there you go. Any, anyway, uh, I bring yeah. up
1: Invaders M two. Okay, another like really weird show that
2: I'm fine with the Batman the animated series, and if Kevin wants to put in the Tick, I'd be all for that. But I don't know how you feel, Nathan. Uh, I'd rather have Avatar than the Tick if we're negotiating. <laughs> uh, so Avatar,
1: I think the ones I put in contention, Avatar. Futurama and then probably something like DuckTales. I think those are
0: three that I would put in contention there. Let's do Avatar. I think I think that Futurama is a good choice too. act. I... I'd be into Futurama unless Eric's like, Eric, you're really against it, though, right? You don't I just fan? I
2: feel like that would take the place of I like that much better than Archer, but it's it's just taking the place like I don't I don't want to put, you know, Archer and Futurama on it.
1: OK, looks like Let's... it's Avatar, though.
2: All right. Sweet. Uh, OK, so That's Thundercats,
1: it, Archer, Cowboy Bebop, Batman: The Animated Series, and Avatar: The Last Airbender.
0: I could use that. F- oh, you, you. I was gonna say it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys, you guys killed it. Good job. Uh, there's just too many good shows. It's like hard. It's like every show we mentioned was good. There's like none of none of the shows we mentioned. I don't. I didn't dislike any of them. It's like a problem. Usually when we do a Phase five, someone will say a movie, and I'm like, I didn't really like that movie yeah <laughs> this one this one i never happened once and i was yeah. It's, it's oh, not, i just want to make
1: sure the tailspin and chip and dale rescue rangers got brought up too because those are both delightful
2: i didn't really okay uh... now you did it you didn't now you did kevin, it kevin i got a problem let me step in here for a second i think <laughs> i got a problem with chip and dale rescue rangers because there's like humans with the animals i just it bugs me it always right. as a kid i was like what we, we gotta end this episode. go go to
0: the go to the discord for more of this for eric for kevin we'll see you next week go hawks